Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. Excellent. Happy Memorial Day. Well, it's not really happy, but we're right. celebrating Memorial Day today. Yes, we are. On an, uh, And recording on what is a very uh, chilly, raw, wet Sunday. Yay. It's brutal weather here in the Northeast. <laughs> I don't know about brutal, but it's really not. Uh, Memorial Day. No, it is not. Type of weather. Uh, it's supposed to be the unofficial start of summer, and it feels like February. Well, if All it's, right, if, it's February, if it's if it's any consolation, it was actually warmer on Christmas Day than it is today. That is not any consolation. Thank okay. you. Well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thanks. Let's start with the Disney Parks blog. Uh, they have a new 50th anniversary commercial. That's right, because, you know, if there's one thing Disney needs, they need to advertise to get people down there. Yeah. So they have created their latest advertising campaign, and, and that new campaign is celebrating 50 years of Disney magic. And uh, it shows you where the Disney magic lives. It's a secret room inside Cinderella Castle. Uh, and it, there's so much magic that it can't be contained, and it is ready to burst out. Oh, my goodness. Um, there are a bunch of Easter eggs in there, so uh, keep your eyes open uh, if you see the commercial. And we have it posted on our Facebook page. Very good. Uh, June 2nd, Disneyland is going to be live streaming the opening of Avengers Campus. That's right. Live from uh, Disney's California Adventure, Avengers Campus is going to open up on June 2nd. Uh, That's 11.15 p.m. Eastern Time, and that is when the dedication ceremony will take place. Uh, The Avengers Campus itself will open to guests on June 4th officially. Um, you know, you'll be able to see uh, some Marvel superheroes there and uh, ride a few of the new attractions and eat and shop and do everything else that you can do in a Disney park. Awesome. Yeah. May 27th, the bookings for The Wish are going to be opening up to uh, the general public, which really is just the first time cruise, Disney cruisers because uh, people who have cruised Disney before have already had their opportunities. That's right. That was a few days ago, but uh, it did open up to the general public. So if you're looking to sail for the inaugural season of The Wish, which is essentially right now just uh, summer of 2022, you can reach out uh, to the Disney Cruise Line or your local favorite travel agent who happens to be talking to you right now. <laughs> How do you know you're their favorite? I'm everyone's favorite travel agent. In um, let's see, the Shang, uh, Shanghai Disney has shared a look at their fifth anniversary cast and character costumes. That's right. Uh, the season of celebration entitled "Endless Surprises." Um, they have provided a look at their cast and character costumes for this year of magical surprises, and uh, pretty interesting costumes. You know, uh, Mickey with a little bit of a, a Shanghai flair. And uh, the Enchanted Storybook Castle uh, is worked into the costumes. They've worked a lot of the coloring in. Uh, There's a a little video of it, and I've posted it on our page. All right. Um, For a first time since uh, COVID, um, there's going to be some fireworks. It looks like the Avengers Campus opening ceremony is going to feature fireworks. Well, uh, not as much fireworks as as it is brief pyrotechnics. Oh. Um, so it will probably be just a flourish. We've seen that happen over at uh, you Walt said Disney fireworks. World. Well, it's listed as fireworks. But it's a lie. But it's going to be a brief presentation. Uh, they did release a press release to the uh, people in the neighborhood to let them know that they would be 
uh, have a brief pyrotechnics display at 10 p.m. on June 2nd, and then on June 1st as well for a test. Okay. So we'll get some indication of the size uh, on that test night, whether it's an actual flourish or whether it's some type of display. All right. In California, um, three rides have opened with physical distancing at California Adventure. That's right. Uh, California Adventure, the uh, emotional Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind, which is a, a spinny ride, has opened. And uh, they are using physical distancing measures in place. Uh, the entrance to the ride remains the same. However, they have added a hand sanitizer. Um, and they are distancing people accordingly. The Jumpin' Jellyfish has opened uh, as well. And once again, they just have physical distancing markers on the ground. Uh, so that is, uh, that is good for people. And then the third ride that opened is that Mickey's Magic is open uh, in California Adventure. And they are also utilizing uh, COVID-19 social distancing uh, measures. Uh, with Mickey's Magic. Um, you know, you're kind of filling in a pen, a holding pen, and they're giving you the dots to wait on, much mm -hmm. like they are in uh, in Orlando for certain attractions. So, no, these are attractions. California Adventure has been open, but these attractions had not been. Uh, they had they were delayed a little bit, um, okay. and part of that is that indoor queues are not allowed in California, so they've had to set up oh, outdoor right. queuing. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little easier because the first two attractions are outdoors. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mickey's Magic is indoors, so they've had to utilize uh, the courtyard as a holding area mm -hmm. until they can go inside to the attraction. Okay. Uh, moving over to Florida, the theme park hours have been released for the week of August 8th. That's right, and there's been a little bit of an update uh, to some other hours. But right now, the week of August 8th through the 14th, the Magic Kingdom will be open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on August 8th through the 13th. And on Saturday, August 14th, the park will close at 6 p.m. Uh, in Epcot, August 8th through the 14th, park hours are 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Hollywood Studios... Um, their hours are going to be 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. from August 8th through the 14th, but they have had some uh, scheduling changes there. Um, their closing time on June 19th and from June 27th through 31st will be 8 p.m. Okay. And then over at uh, Disney's uh, Animal Kingdom, the park hours will be 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. from August 8th through 14th. Okay. Um, we have some updates on attraction capacities and physical distancing at the Magic Kingdom. That's right. The Enchanted uh, Tiki Room is now at full capacity, as is the Country Bear Jamboree, Mickey's Philhar Magic, and the Carousel of Project uh, of Progress. Okay, so then they took off. They had um, seats blocked off in the Carousel of Progress. That's they gone did. now. They did, and they are. Um, and then from the Magic Kingdom entrance, all social distancing markers have been removed from the entrance of uh, the park. All right. Um, you have some construction updates for Epcot. That's right. They've added an awning above the exit to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind roller coaster. Uh, so that's, you know, not earth shaking. Um, it's a little funny. Whenever they show you the pictures of Guardians of the Galaxy's uh, Cosmic Rewind, it's always the old... Ellen's Universe of Energy adventure. Right. Um, and that's because that's where the ride is going to load mm -hmm. and probably do the pre-show. And then they have a gigantic 
I don't know, what do you think it is? Like a five or six story building next to that? At least. Uh, that it's is huge. that is painted with some very interesting paint colors that try to make it blend into yeah, the it's sky, like sky and the foliage. On top and green. Varying shades of green along the bottom. the bottom. It's pretty good. So uh, that is pretty cool. And um, over at the Epcot monorail station, now the monorail has not been running from the Ticket and Transportation Center to Epcot, but they have removed some of the monorail signage from the park entrance. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're getting rid of the monorail. It's probably just because that signage is going to be refurbed. I would hope so. Yeah. Zach Ridley uh, shared some pictures of the creation shop. That's right. He had a couple of Instagram posts where he showed not only some of the concept art, but some of the current state of progress uh, that they are making into the shop and uh, showing just different architectural elements. Um, you know, it's going to be a store, but there's going to be some skylights. And he talks about how these skylights go back to when it was part of the Communicore over Wait. there. Uh, so refresh my memory. Where is this going? Uh, essentially where the old mouse gears used to be. In Epcot. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, the Theater of the Stars, which is in Hollywood Studios, um, is getting, guess, guess has some construction going on. You have an update on that? Yeah. Uh, they filed some permits for work in the theater back in February, uh, but now the entire theater is filled with scaffolding um, all the way from floor to ceiling. It is an enclosed theater. And uh, it's going to be an enclosed theater. Is no, that it is an enclosed theater. Well, the sides look like they're open, no? It's it's covered. Well, I, I should say it's a covered. Oh, it's, it's a, a covered, covered theater. theater. Okay, yeah. Not so, enclosed, and, and totally the thing enclosed. is, with some of these stories, like ever people don't know what these things are. I don't know what these things are. Um, so, this in Hollywood Studios is you know kind of like a an amphitheater. Yeah, it's where uh, the Beauty covered. and the Beast show usually takes place, okay. uh, and it looks like they are doing construction work to the roof, uh, uh, the interior ceiling right. of the building. Yeah, fully uh, scaffolded. All of the all of the benches uh, are covered with plastic, so maybe they're painting up there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the there is some new Mandalorian merchandise that is now available at Black Spire Outfitters. Yeah, a bunch of new Mandalorian uh, merchandise, including disc launchers, T-shirts. Uh, there's a very nice um, Hasbro Star Wars Black Series Boba Fett. I'm not sorry, not Boba Fett. Uh, Mandalorian mask for $120. Um, you can use your DVC or annual pass holder or Disney Visa card holder discount to save some money on that. Uh, they've also got some skull caps, uh, but they do have a bunch of uh, new interesting items. And I think one of the coolest things is the Mythosaur, which is the uh, kind of dinosaur skull logo that is very uh, evident uh, throughout the Mandalorian and, and Boba Fett like storylines. Mm -hmm. uh, and they actually have cold cast mm -hmm. resin um, uh, skulls that are now available. However, I do hear that they are very fragile and a lot of them are broken and or nicked on the shelves. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, all right. Also in Hollywood studios, we have a distancing update for Muppets 3d and for smugglers Ron. That's right. And for those two, uh, let's go with, uh, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. The distancing markers have been removed from the outdoor queue. Uh, so that is good. And, you know, we keep mentioning each park as these uh, distancing markers go. So that's a, that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. And uh, over at uh, Muppets 3D, the guests are now being seated in every row. And physical distancing has been reduced to three feet. Okay. 
In Animal Kingdom, we have another distancing uh, measure update for Pandora and for Expedition Everest. That's right. They have they have taken the uh, distancing markers off outside, which is very funny uh, because there are uh, sticker lines, still you know, sticker there. marks uh, all over the ground where the distancing markers used to be. Uh, so you can see where they were, but they're just no longer there. There's a different uh, shading to that part of the sidewalk. Um, so that is both for Flight of Passage and the Navi River Journey. They have removed those markers. Uh, and I did not mention uh, that they also removed the markers in Frozen Ever After uh, in over in Epcot, which is good because that line would extend into China from, from Norway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Disney Cruise Line update. Disney Cruise Line update. So very interesting. We mentioned last week that uh, President Biden had signed the uh, Alaska Tourism Restoration Act. And now uh, there are some cruises that are on the uh, log for the uh, Cruise Line Agencies of Alaska that publishes a cruise ship schedule. Um, so while nothing officially has been released from Disney, uh, they do show the wonder sailing from Seattle beginning in early July. So okay. we'll have to wait for confirmation from Disney to see what happens. Um, but very exciting. Um, it, it looks like uh, beginning, I think the first one on the schedule is July 7th, and it shows them leaving from Seattle, going around Endicott Arm to uh, Ketchikan, and then uh, back at sea, uh, and uh, then back to port. So uh, very, very interesting to see this stuff on here. If it opens up, do you think the pricing is going to be higher than it normally would, mm. lower than it normally would? That's a good question. Or about the same? I don't expect the price. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect. I would say it's, you're probably going to see it come out if it happens. I mean, that would be soon, though. Yeah. You have to have people booking soon. Well, I mean, they, they still have people booked. They have not canceled the cruises after July 12th. They would so just have to move it, though. Booked. People, you wouldn't be going out of Vancouver. Right. You'd have to move it to Seattle. Right. I, I, don't, I think they'd have to offer some special pricing to get people on board because a, a lot of the people, I think, would have canceled. Right. Already. Or, you know, can you get flights that quickly? Yep. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, entertainment news. Uh, Cruella was the number two movie this week. That's right. Cruella opened in the second box office slot. Uh, number one was A Quiet Place 2, uh, which only made $48 million. Uh, domestically, uh, Cruella was released and it brought in... Uh, it ex is expected to bring in $26.5 million through Monday. And when you include the international box office, uh, that will bring it up to about $42.6 million globally for Memorial Day weekend, which is not bad mm -hmm. uh, when you consider that it is being both released in theaters and on Disney plus premiere access. So not bad numbers. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. So we, good. we went to the theaters to see it. Um a lot of people have said it's very good. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was, uh, you know, when you saw Maleficent, you just got another look at the story from a different viewpoint. But this was an entire origin story. This is, you know, why is Cruella the way she is? And, yeah. and I thought it was a great story. It was. It was. It was very, very good. I mean, I'm ready to see it again. And uh, I can't say that with a lot of movies. Okay. I ran out of popcorn and candy like five minutes in because <laughs> how many previews do you think there were? 
It was uh, at least 20 minutes of previews. There were at least five previews. I just went on forever. And I was done with my popcorn and my candy pretty much by the time Cruella started. And yet still, I was happy just hanging out there. Yes, you were. The movie was uh, the movie was so good. So that's how I judge things. Do they hold my interest even without candy? Do I hold your interest even without candy? Not anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, where are we now? We're still in entertainment. We're oh, going yeah. to talk about a new musical adaptation adaptation of Winnie the Pooh that's coming to New York's Theater Row? That is true. There is a new show set in the Hundred Acre Wood called Winnie the Pooh, the new musical adaptation, which which tells a new story featuring life-size puppetry. Um, This is going to take place in the... Oh, I I had it here, and and now it's gone. It doesn't say which theater it's going to be in. I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't matter. But uh, the the adaptation will feature some of the classic Sherman Brothers songs, um, as well as, um, you know, uh, other stuff from A.A. A. Milne, who is the author of the Winnie the Pooh book series. Uh, the show is going to premiere on August 21st, 2021. Tickets go on sale June 14th uh, on the musical's website. And uh, if you're interested in checking that out, it is... Um, Winnie the Pooh, let's see, Winnie the Pooh, the musical.com. Uh, we've posted the, um, what do you call it? The trailer on, on our page. And it's pretty cute. It's probably it's, geared toward children, I would think, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I we're mean, using puppetry. guns and stuff. Yeah. No. But Avenue Q was puppets, and that was based towards adults. Yeah, but it wasn't but Winnie I, the Pooh. No. No, I mean, it wasn't Disney. It's going to be geared, as usual, towards uh, children and families. Okay. There, we have some live action movie updates. We do. So we've seen now with Cruella uh, and Aladdin and Cinderella and Maleficent that a lot of the classic Disney animation is being remade in a live action format. Uh, So there are a a bunch of live action movies that are in progress uh, with Disney. Uh, so we saw Aladdin in 2019. We know that there are going to be at least, uh, there's going to be at least one sequel. Um, one of them is going to uh, end up on Disney+. Plus. That was the sequel of Prince Anders. Uh, he was one of the suitors for Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lion King 2 uh, is, is in uh, pre, uh, pre-production. Uh, Bambi is getting a... I say live adaptation, but it's going to be that photorealistic CGI that yeah, the Jungle so Book weird. and Lion King were done in. Um, Hercules is being done by the Russo brothers, who did Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, as well okay. as some of the Captain America movies. Right. So that is getting done. Uh, Robin Hood uh, from 1973, the Robin Hood as the fox, that is going to be a combination of live action and CGI characters. Uh, the Jungle Book 2. Uh, is uh, set to begin production in uh, late 2021. Uh, now, like kind of like Cruella and Maleficent, we're getting a look at a story from a different viewpoint when we see Charming. Uh, and that's going to be a new take on the Prince Charming character, but it's going to be the point of view from Prince Charming's younger, less famous brother. I believe his name is Prince Not-So-Charming. Uh, so that is going to happen. Um, Josh Gad is attached to The Hunchback of Notre Dame. He is both producing it and will star as Quasimodo. Uh, and that's going to be a remake of 1996 Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, Lilo and Stitch is getting a um, a live-action version that would be going straight to Disney+, Plus. is what the rumor is. 
Little Mermaid, we we went through all the casting news last year. Right. Little Mermaid is set to be in production uh, in 2021. Actually, it's supposed to be in production right now. Um, the film should debut before the end of 2022. Uh, out of Fantasia, they're not doing a live action version, but they are doing the, the Night on Bald Mountain segment. Um, which is going to be the story of uh, uh, kind of the Sorcerer's Apprentice, which okay. we did get a live-action movie of that of, in 2010, which didn't really do that well. Yeah. Um, Peter Pan and Wendy, we've talked about that being produced, uh, starring Jude Law as Captain Hook. That's going to be a straight-to-Disney Plus release in 2022. Pinocchio, we're getting a live-action version of that uh, with star Tom Hanks as uh, Geppetto. Um, uh, Luke Evans as the coachman and Jordan, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt as Jiminy Cricket. Uh, production actually began on that in March 2021 and is going to go straight to Disney. We're getting a live action remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That is in uh, pre production. Sword in the Stone is going to be going direct to Disney. That is in pre production. And last but not least, uh, Tinkerbell is supposed to be getting a solo Tinkerbell movie. Uh, that would be live action. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is attached to both produce and star in the film. All right. Good and Lord. That's a lot of Disney live action. It is. All right. Let's move to Universal. You have an update on the distancing and masking policy there? That's right. Universal has removed their specific three-foot distancing uh, limitation from their parks. And... Uh, they are allowing vaccinated guests to go uh, unmasked indoors. Uh, and that was beginning on Saturday, the 29th. And uh, there's nothing about verification of uh, vaccination? You just Universal is not requiring guests to confirm or provide proof of vaccination, uh, but they do expect guests to comply okay. with their uh, mask policy. Mm-hmm. So if you're, not ma- if you're not vaccinated, mask up. Um, there's an update on Ollivanders. That's right. They have updated, uh, they have removed, uh, they they have, they're not enforcing social distancing. However, the markers are still on place outdoors of Ollivanders. Uh, they are no longer using the reservation system, uh, that they had in place and they are allowing multiple parties, uh, to go inside now. Uh, if you'll recall, um, they had previously limited capacity, uh, back in January, um, but they are now allowing up to 14 guests in each room, and those 14 guests can be multiple parties. Okay. So uh, that so will... So Ollivanders, that's where you can pick out a wand, right? Correct. They do like a, whole little, like a small little show about it. Correct. And, and sometimes the wand actually picks you. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so that is good because that will allow them to uh, get their capacity throughput a, a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, at Universal, the... Uh, Pay is increasing to $15 an hour. That's right. They are going to increase their starting pay next month to $15 an hour. It is the largest single wage increase ever made by Universal, and it will be the first major uh, theme park in Central Florida to offer $15 an hour to new new employees. Uh, The pay hike will begin on June 27th for more than 18,000 employees, which include full-time and part-time hourly jobs, as well as entry-level salaried positions. Okay. Um, Moving on to some regular Orlando news. Um, Orange County has some changes to their mask mandate. That's right. Um, 
So Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings uh, in his latest press release announced that the county has maintained their 14-day COVID positivity rate at 4.7%. And as part of their phased plan, the positivity rate of 5% or lower is required to eliminate all mask mandates. Uh, The mask mandate was not removed as a part of that press release, but it is expected to be removed this week. Okay. And I wonder that... That's for vaccinated or unvaccinated, I would think. Correct. It's just... Correct. Okay. Um, The Orlando International Airport is expecting big crowds this Memorial Day weekend. That's right. They are expecting 90% of their pre-pandemic travel numbers this weekend, which is good. Yeah. Um, In 2020... uh, MCO only had 45,415 departures during Memorial Day week. Um, with this this weekend's 300,000 estimated departures, uh, that would be an increase of 550%. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, who was going anywhere? Right. Then. Right. The end of May last year. Nobody. Exactly. And then our last story is about Melbourne Airport and Orlando International Airport settling a feud. That's right. Who knew they were fighting? Did you know they were fighting? They, apparently they knew they were fighting. This is, this is like two kids uh, fighting with each other. Uh, so Melbourne Airport has had to change their name. Uh, they were known as the Orlando Melbourne International Airport. And they have had a multi-year-long fight with Orlando International Airport over using the word Orlando in their branding. Um, So the problem was that uh, even though the airports are 60 miles apart and in different counties, um, Orlando International sued Melbourne for hijacking the Orlando brand and confusing travelers who thought they were flying into Orlando International Airport. Um, so Melbourne has changed their name officially to Melbourne Orlando International Airport. Okay. And, uh, that was, uh, settled out of court, uh, and the lawsuit was dismissed. Well, that's good. Yeah. As a part of this agreement, Melbourne airport officials agree not to state or imply that their airport is in Orlando, that the airport is closer to Orlando than it actually is, and that the Melbourne airport is the Orlando airport. That's so fair. Uh, I can only imagine people flying into there and then trying How to figure out it? whether 60 miles. Yeah. It's not close. Like t- it's about the same as like Tampa then. Yeah. Right. So yeah, not close at all, hmm. but uh, I'm glad those kids were able to solve their differences. <laughs> you, uh, you have anything else before we close here? I do not. All right. So until Wednesday, uh, I'm Tony and I'm Cheryl and you've been listening to the Disney drive time podcast. <laughs>